0: Welcome to the Hard Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Fulmar, and founder of Hard Faith. I've been working in the film and television world for over 15 years. On Hard Faith, we're about asking difficult questions about life and faith in an R-rated world. We release monthly. You can subscribe and share today. You can also write in at info at to ask questions or to learn about opportunities to sponsor or to be on the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Hard Faith Podcast. Today we have our distinguished guest, author, actor, writer, director, producer, Nathan Clarkson. There could be more titles that I'm not aware of, but these are the titles that I know of. I've known Nathan for about eight years now. We actually almost lived across the street from each other, and I'm so excited to have him on the show today. Nathan Clarkson, welcome. To the heart well, thank came. you.
1: It's, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I can't believe that we've known each other that long, which means we're both getting to be old men. We're getting to be very old men, but...
0: <laughs> but this we're year, about to live across the street again, so I'm going to be back in LA and we're going to get to a lot of trouble. Yeah, you are. Nathan reached out to me right after my film press for Generational Sins, and he was attracted to kind of the edgier faith-based films and we are now collaborating on a new faith-based, hard faith, PG-13 romance Western film called Bright Sky. That's right. It's <laughs> I'm bringing you down from
1: R and you're bringing me <laughs> up from PG. So we're going to see how this works. We'll either get everyone watching it or literally no one's going to want to watch our film because it's not edgy enough and it's not family friendly enough.
0: But I mean, I think we're going to make magic. I cannot wait to do this with you. I cannot wait either. We shot four scenes in L.A. last month, and they are beautiful, well shot, well exposed and wonderful performances, wonderful casting. And now we're going to shoot the rest of the film in June in Colorado. So keep checking in for updates, either with Nathan's podcast. You want to do a little plug for the overthinkers? Yeah. Yeah. Come
1: on by. I, I host a podcast with a friend and film critic, Joseph, and it's called The Overthinkers. We talk about pretty much literally everything if, if it's a question that people have asked we try to get on there and answer it, and we answer it with people um who are experts in their field that can be theology culture film art um, existence just we like to answer questions because we think that's important to
0: discovering truth and we want you to hang out so that's what we do on the overthinkers it's a great podcast i had the pleasure of jumping on the show for a second time recently And they have incredible guests. They have also a Facebook group, The Overthinkers, Facebook private group, some great memes there. Um, So Nathan is a filmmaker, he's a podcaster, and he's an author. Tell us about your books and your upcoming title that we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, so if it if it has to do with stories and connection and messages and questions and thought, I want to be a part of it. That's why I got into film. That's why I wanted to be an actor in the first place. I loved stories because stories are the things that connect to our hearts, that connect to our minds. You know, This is how we were created to respond and connect with stories. And so uh, naturally, I went into acting and filmmaking and writing as this is the way that we share stories, especially today. I'd say the way that our culture, our generation, uh, our society shares stories like we always have throughout all of history is through film and movies. And that's really why I've lived in Hollywood and New York City in this industry for as long as I have. And this is why I'm still passionate about it, because stories are important because stories are human. And so this new book that I wrote, it's a bit of a memoir, a bit of a thought piece, a bit of a little bit of everything, but it, it explores my journey from a young starry-eyed kid who both loved Jesus and wanted to be an actor in movies uh, and explored the intersection of faith and story. It's called Finding God in Hollywood. And it kind of goes through my story, my thoughts, my time on set, my conversations I had with actors uh, and celebrities, my time of making movies, my time of just existing in the city that's centered around stories. And so it's a book that is all all about that told from my perspective. And uh, I really am so excited for this to come out. Um, It's a book that's been over a decade in the making because I've been at this for a while. Like I said, I'm an old man, but
0: it's the things I'm most passionate about. It's my faith and stories. Finding God in Hollywood. What a great title, what a great subject matter. And I also think um, that a lot of people are gonna be interested in this topic because I think that in some Christian audiences, especially people that haven't been to Hollywood or don't know the film industry or have only heard negative things about the film industry, it feels sort of antithetical, God and Hollywood. And so tell me about that. Tell me about what it was like living as a Christian in Hollywood, coming back to Hollywood. What are your fears, hopes, dreams, and what is it like to live your faith authentically in the Hollywood location, but also the Hollywood industry?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm I'm actually right now in the midst of writing a piece for a website called The Collision, which is things that Christians don't understand about Hollywood or get wrong. And I go through a few of the things that I think um, Christianity uh, has created these kind of boogeymen or understandings or misunderstandings rather about this industry. You know, the church and Hollywood have kind of been butting heads for I don't know almost a century now. You know, and it's interesting that the church and Hollywood are Two of the most prominent, influential institutions in our world, uh, and just powerful and far-reaching. So it's really interesting that they have this such tumultuous relationship. But for me personally, what it looks like is um, how do I live my faith in Hollywood? It's it's how I live my faith anywhere. It's you know, faith is central to me. It's it's what dictates how I think, how I see the world, how I see other people, and how I see myself and so when I when that moves into the idea of um, acting or storytelling, it's something that informs how I do that. And so if I'm going to tell a story, I'm going to you know make, make a movie or write a book I'm going to look at my faith and how it affects how I see the world and I'm going to let my faith remind me about redemption and remind me about hope and remind me about reality. Too. Mm. And so my faith informs everything I do and uh, in every action I take. And so for me, living out my faith in Hollywood is like I live it anywhere. It's I'm gonna let it inform everything I do and every project I, I choose to be a part of and in every role I have, I'm gonna to try to bring as much truth and beauty and redemption as possible to it. And so that's, it's it, my faith is not something I just experience on Sundays and then I go out and live a different kind of life or I leave it there, it's something I take with me every minute, every second of the day that ultimately shapes everything I do and how I see everything. And that absolutely transfers when it comes to Hollywood acting and writing
0: I love that this is the hard faith podcast tell me what is the hardest part about living out your faith in Hollywood or just faith in general for you hmm
1: faith in general you know I always talk about how and what while I totally understand um, other people why not have this experience my my struggle with God has not often been his existence and i know that is something for other people i for me my belief in god is is uh, for whatever reason i've always just kind of believed in his existence i, I understand that god is there i can't look at the world and des- the design and the intention behind it and not see a creator you know i'm an artist so i see the artistry of god everywhere my difficulty and my frustration with god has often been does he care and is he good And so a lot of times I've struggled with this view of God that he's a far off, um, not non-existent, just non caring entity that he doesn't see the struggle in the world that he doesn't see the hurt in the world. And he doesn't see the hurt and struggle in my own life when he, when I feel like he's not doing anything or doesn't care. So my, my doubts don't center around the existence of God, but rather the goodness of God. And so when it comes to my faith, and my struggle—it's remembering the goodness of God because it's so difficult sometimes. And I feel like perhaps this is probably more widespread than um, a lot of people want to admit. You know, we, we often, Spencer, you and I have talked about in Christian movies and Christian films. It seems that people want to ignore the harder and more difficult parts of life, and that's why I was so when I read about your work and I and I engaged with your work and saw it, I was so. Um, relieved that there was someone out there who was asking those questions that so often aren't aren't present in christian art that would they they often get ignored the the questions that are really difficult to answer as people of faith the questions that deal with the darkness of life and so when it comes to my difficulty of is is god good does he actually care to be involved in the more difficult, dirtier, messier parts of my life. That's the thing I struggle with. And that's the thing I want to engage with in my art and the stories I tell. And that's why I was so happy to connect with someone like you all those years ago, who was actively and really only I mean, you were, as far as I could tell, you and, and, uh, you know, uh, David Schultz were about the only two guys in in Hollywood, actually in Hollywood, making movies about faith, but that dealt with the real messiness of life because that was the struggle I was having and continue to have. And pieces of art like that, I think, will touch people more than just a shiny, um, clean version of, hey, this, everything's okay and everything's great, everyone's smiling because all of us experience messiness. And I think a lot of us have trouble believing that God is good, and I want to see more art like that engage, uh, display uh, the difficulty of um, believing God is good while still providing redemption and hope at the end. And I, I just, yeah, that's what
0: I'm drawn towards, and I'm, and I'm always so in awe of your your work that does that. Thank you, Nathan. Great answer. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that your films, you know, I, I know that we're making together the your fifth feature film. Um, yeah. And your previous films, I think, have really tackled that tension well about living in a very broken, dark world and yet having a redemptive, loving God um, and believing that he's good. Uh, Tell me about your book. Tell me about Finding God in Hollywood. Did you find God in Hollywood? What should audiences expect? Yeah, I found him everywhere. And I
1: didn't expect to, you know, We t- I talked a little bit about the misconceptions the church has about Hollywood. And and when I would listen to people talk about it, it was basically a Sodom and Gomorrah that was absent of God's presence. And I believe in a God who is everywhere all the time. And I believe in a God who created reality and every human is created in his image. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And so when I went to Hollywood, I expected to find this, you know, derelict, dark place where God was not. And what I found was while there was darkness and there was brokenness, like there is everywhere, by the way, even in the church, I found that God was on set, he was in the eyes of the homeless man out across the street, he was in the hearts of the actors longing for some immortality or attention He was in every relationship I had. He was in the director's eyes as a director was trying to create a world and explore what true meaning is. So God was absolutely everywhere. And that's what I hope to do in the chapters of these books is explore a wide variety of stories where I saw God in every inch of
0: Hollywood. Mm, I love that. Um, The Hard Faith Podcast is not afraid of controversy. What are some chapters, portions, sections of the books that may be controversial to someone picking up the title, um, just based on the title, picking up the book? Hmm, that's a good question. I, <laughs> it's
1: interesting, this this book is the one that's had the hardest time getting traction with Christian audiences mm-hmm. um, out of all of my books. And I can't help but think, you know, I, I can never prove or know, but I can't help but think it's because I address some of the problems with the perspectives in my, in practices in my own community of faith in in the church and i try to do it in a loving way in an exhorting way but they are honest and they're i think interestingly enough the controversial parts will be the parts about you know the sex drugs and rock and roll which is in there and maybe there will be some controversy from christians about you know reading those stories but often what i have found thus far uh, with the people who've read this book that have a struggle with it are the Uh, the thoughts about christian modern christianity right now and um it's proclivity to try to do one of two things either escape the world entirely and live in this kind of sectarian place where they can create their own culture away from culture or the on the other extreme where you just become culture and you lose any defining factor about who you are and what you believe and that's a real frustration for me because I want to be buried in culture buried in the place that is creating the stories that affect the world but I also want to do it as someone who is completely defined um, as someone of faith and I think uh, I think that's probably the most controversial thing and there's my critique or criticism um, or I'll I'll call it exhortation of my own faith-based community um, Christians so I think that's what I've received the most pushback
0: thus far on i believe it um i i think your book really handles that subject matter matter well i think it's a good admonition for the church especially people mm-hmm. uncomfortable with hollywood um let's talk a little bit about the physical place of hollywood you and i met first in hollywood almost living across the street from each other and then you met your lovely wife you all moved to new york city you've been there for what four years now yeah what is it like moving back to Hollywood? If audiences don't know, spoiler alert, Nathan's moving back to Hollywood. So what is it like living in the physical industry, the TMZ, the 30 mile zone of Los Angeles County, and how is it different from living even in New York City or other creative hubs around the world? Oh, that is a great question. It's one I've actually been pondering a lot as
1: I've considered moving back. You know, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when I moved out of Los Angeles, um I've moved, funny thing is i've moved to los angeles and out of los angeles three times now mm-hmm. and now i'm back to los angeles so there's something about that there's city something about it that keeps drawing me back and and you know every time i leave i swear i'm never coming back and it's usually after something really painful or traumatic or difficult that i leave and then a few years down the road of living in new york city because i always go to new york and back to la new york there's something that happens where I start remembering the the objective reality that's not painted with my own personal experiences or hardships or traumas, but really I start remembering the city and I, and and visiting when we filmed um, the, uh, the scenes from Bright Sky and being back actually in the city, the things that struck me were really interesting and they're the things I remember having struck me for a decade whenever I spend time there. One is uh, you know I've mentioned this already, but You know, there's not many cities that are entirely, entirely almost based and centered and orbit around one thing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not a city where every accountant lives, right? There's not even a city where every, uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe DC in politics, but that's the closest it comes. But in Hollywood, it's a city entirely oriented Mm -hmm. around art and story. And that is both a beautiful and a scary thing. And (laughs) (laughs) there's lessons (laughs) and minuses and difficulties and wondrous uh, things about that. But that is something that always strikes me. This city is entirely around stories and and art and you know you go to any cafe right and you throw a rocket any one of the people sitting there i promise you there's five screenplays being written you walk (laughs) down the street and and you talk to someone i guarantee you they have their headshot in their pocket on their way to an audition there's a good chance and so that's a really amazing thing to all kind of be experienced in this desire and this vision um uh, together, as as a city, as a community, and you know the dark parts of that are is desire that's that's not led by God, that's not in um, that's not in a direction. Um, where he's the end, our desire can lead us to um, uh, to stop short of him at, at things that can be really detrimental and, and dark for us. But I still love the presence of the desire because ultimately I think all de- all desire is divine, and we're really longing after um, the desires that God has placed on every heart. So that's one of the things I love living there. I, but more practically, sorry, I, I have to. I went all metaphysical. Uh, I like but, it. But more practically, um, you know, I love New York it is but we live on top of each other here by the way literally i mean above me is about 10 stories of other people in la you have this it's spread out which can be frustrating when you actually have to get anywhere or see friends on the other side of town um but i also kind of love the expanse of la in hollywood the kind of never endingness of it so i'm really excited to experience that again and there's so many different flavors you can experience all around this wide city so uh, I'm excited for that. And last but not least, man, I, I love New York and I love seasons. And, uh, you know, I always said as a young guy in my 20s, oh, I can never live in a place without seasons. Let me tell you, in my 30s, I am ready for tepid weather all year long. So that's really that's really why I'm moving back for the nice warm weather.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I took a little break from L.A. myself. I was away for about three years, even in tepid environments like Orlando, Florida, but there is something about this city. I remember my wife and I moved back, you know, the first week of June or sorry, first week of November of last year. And I said to her, you know, looking out of the hotel that we we're staying at and looking at the city, we we're staying in universal city. I said, imagine if a city was built um, by artists, you know, imagine if there was like this creative hub where all the films that you'd seen growing up, all the movies that inspired you, maybe from around the world, but imagine if everyone that made all these films for the last hundred years that so influenced Mm. culture made a city and that's, that's Los Angeles, that's Hollywood. And it, it. and it has pros and cons, um, as you've, as you've mentioned, but it is, it is someplace that keeps drawing us back. It's, I call it the Island of Misfit Toys. If you didn't fit in wherever you grew up, you'll fit in in Hollywood. You'll find your people. And you'll be encouraged yeah. along the way. There's competition, but there's also a lot of encouragement, motivation for the starving artist, for the actor that continues yeah. to work despite never getting a proper audition. Um, you know, there there is a home here and there's a community that you can find that will encourage you and motivate you to keep pressing on and pursuing this crazy industry. Yeah. Um, we're running out of time, but give me some like final thoughts. What what was the original kind of initial thought that inspired this book? And why should audiences purchase this book, read it, listen to it? What makes it unique? I
1: think that if there's two things, and again, I'm excluding politics here, but if there's two things that the entire world, every single human um, engages with, let's just say on a uh, kind of abstract level, it's stories and belief, but on a concrete level, Uh, on a cultural level, those are embodied by movies slash Hollywood and the church. And I think that these are two of the most important and influential things that we can explore and understand. And they're the things that most of our lives are very often wrapped around. I mean, every article is about the new movie coming out. Every conversation is about who's your favorite actor or it's about what you believe and what dictates your life and what does existence mean and so I want to take the two things that I think mean something to everyone that have relevance in everyone's lives stories and faith and Hollywood and the church and I want to find what do they have in common and that's what I did when I lived in LA and live in Hollywood and been working in this industry for over a decade as I found that man these things don't just have a couple things in common these things aren't powerful Um, independently from each other in our lives. They are powerful and effective
0: for the exact same reasons. And that's what I want to explore in this book, Hollywood and Faith. I love it. And where can audiences find your book? And where will there be an Audible audiobook companion? So they can find it anywhere books are sold, um, head
1: to Amazon or wherever you like to buy your books, um, but as far as a, um, as an audiobook companion, yes, it will be happening, but not right now down the road, so you're going to have to read a book the old-fashioned way, you got to read the words, but just wait for all you audiobook lovers, it will be coming. Wonderful. And what books do you have next? What can we anticipate? Well, I can't tell you, but I'm working. I'll, I'll say this much: it's a book that I'm 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 working on right now with my with my lit agent, and we are putting it together and uh, going to take it out soon. Um, but it's a book about um, why why we all <laughs> how do I say this without saying it? Um, <laughs> it's a book about cancel culture and how to um, actually investigate the the messiness and brokenness in our own souls Mm -hmm. and uh, as in addition to i also have another book coming out uh, next year called unique which is um i was a kid who had um, mental illness and learning disabilities and is, is helping parents and people see the uniquenesses of their kids and celebrate those. So I always have something coming out to keep an eye out. Uh, you, yeah, it's always something. So just search my name. You'll find a new book that you can read by me because I don't idle well and I get
0: bored and just never stop trying to do and write things. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We have that in common. Tell me where can audiences follow you? What websites links that we can uh, advertise for this podcast?
1: Yeah, visit my website at NathanClarkson.me. You can find out more about me. You can can send me any of your thoughts or just connect with me through there. You can also find me on pretty much any of the socials. Sometimes I'm more active, sometimes I'm less active. But, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just uh, my name,
0: Nathan Clarkson, and I should pop up. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nathan, for coming on the Hard Faith Podcast. This podcast is new, but we so appreciate artists like you coming on, describing your faith journey and all the exciting projects you have coming up. Thanks so much for listening to the Hard Faith Podcast. Tune in next month to hear our next guest. Please subscribe and share.